Welcome to another podcast from the Burlington Congregation of the Church of God International. You can find out more about CGI Burlington on our website at cgiburlington.org. Hello, hello everyone. It's so nice to be here with all of you. See all your faces back again on another Sabbath here in Burlington. And, you know, judging just by the weather outside, I think the spring is coming. It's very close here, and thank God for that. And, you know, I don't know if you check the weather, but tomorrow it's supposed to be 9 degrees. So it's looking, it's looking very nice. We still may get snow, but, you know, I think we're ready. So as, 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 as Brother Paul Mater mentioned, the title of my message is Importance of the Passover. So, brethren, as you know, as you hear, in just a few weeks, just a few weeks from today, plus extra day, we'll celebrate a wonderful festival. And we have many days, important dates in our calendar, in our personal calendar through the year. But I think that you're aware of it, that this day, the Passover day, should be the most important day in your calendar. The most important day on your calendar. And because it's such a wonderful day, no one should ever miss this day, ever. And why is this day so special? You know, as we talk about salvation, as salvation is portrayed in the Bible, salvation is a process. Salvation has a starting point, and salvation has a finish point. And some people say, you probably hear many times, some people say, oh, I was safe on December 1972. You know, I would say that that's actually incorrect way to say it. Because you're only safe when you wake up in the kingdom of God. That's when you can talk about your safety. We can say that I was baptized in this year, or I met, or I got to know the Lord on that day. But, you know, people say I was saved on that day. It's, not, it's actually incorrect. So salvation is a process. And the starting point is the Passover. Whether we like it or not, Passover is the starting point according to God's calendar. And as we move along this process called salvation, our road, the narrow road, we come, God gave us the road map. As we go along, he's pointing us which direction we should go. We go from holiday to holiday to holiday. And just by the way, we get lost. In the confusion of this world, God's holiday always points us in the right directions. And God's holiday always tells us where we are. In God's salvation plan. So along each holiday. As we, as we celebrate them along the year. Which holiday is teaching us something important about God. Just for example. When you observe God's holy Sabbath day. When you come together. What is actually God trying to teach us. It goes all the way back to creation. What is God trying to teach us. That God. We, that God teaches us. That, that, that we worship God of creation. It's the God who created us. As we move along through God's holidays. I will skip Passover and we get to Pentecost. God's not only create you, me and you. When God created us, he also gave us the provision for our existence. God provides for us. He gave us his law and he gave us his Holy Spirit to, to navigate us around this law. When you come to the Feast of, for the Feast of Trumpets, we all know that at some point we'll be judged. God is our judge along the way. As we move from the Feast of Trumpet to the Feast of Atonement, there's another lesson for us, that God will restore us back 
to the same position that we used to have in the Garden of Eden. God will be our vindicator. And the Feast of Tabernacle, which is the closing point, just teaches us that all along the way, God protects us, and he cares about us, and he loves us. Now just go back to the first point, which is the Feast of of Passover. What is Passover teaching us? God is our Redeemer. And God will redeem us. And God actually did redeem us. If you open your Bibles to the original story of Exodus chapter 12, why is day so important? Chapter 12 and verse 1. Just right at the beginning, it says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, in verse 2 it says, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Doesn't matter what happened in your life, as you come to Christ, that's the, the beginning. Everything what happened before is just meaningless. From this day, this, this month is the beginning in your life. That's what we're trying to teach the Israelites. That's the beginning of your month. And why is this so important? Once you have the first month, you have the first holidays. Everything, everything, every other holidays revolve around the Feast of Passover. Once you know what is Passover, you know what is the seven months. You know what is the Feast of Tabernacle. That's how it's important, is the Feast of Passover. If you, if you go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5, even as we observe the Sabbath day, as God relates the Sabbath day to the story of creation, there is a shift in Deuteronomy 5, when Moses repeats his law, and his Ten Commandments, in verse 15, it says, And remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from, from there for, by a mighty hand and by the outstretched arm. And he, God says here, Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Even the weekly Sabbath day now is related to the redemption feast of Passover. That's how important, brethren, is this day. This day, the Passover day, is also a prophetic day. As Pastor Palmatier pointed last week, this day was created way before, during the creations, when it started right during the creation week, when God created everything, and at the end he created a holy time for God's holy people to observe his holidays. If you go to Genesis, I'll show you how important this thing was. Pastor Palmer also mentioned this scripture about Abraham. In Genesis chapter 15, way before there was Abraham, God already prepared everything, his plan in advance. In verse 15, in chapter 15, in verse 13, God said, he said to Abram, to Abram, he said, No certainly, that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them, and they will afflict, uh, they will, and they will afflict them 400 years. And verse 14, and also the nation whom they serve, I will judge. Afterward, they shall come out with great Possession, hundreds of years ahead before the actual feast of Passover as we know it. God already knew exactly what he's going to do. God already pre-planned everything ahead then. If you, move, if you go to Exodus chapter 6, there's a wonderful scripture, and it's just such a poor, poor translation when you have your English Bible. When you come to me later after services, I will show you the full meaning of these verses. But in, in, verse, in chapter 6 and verse 2, and God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. Verse 3. I appear, to, I appear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But my name, 
which is my translation, New King James Version says, Lord, I was not known to them. I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, in which they were strangers. What covenant he's talking? What covenant God is talking about? He's going all the way back to Abram, what he promised to Abram, and now he's just acting upon the promise. Whatever God predicted hundreds of years ago, now it's coming to fruition right here in the book of Exodus. Nothing, in God's word, nothing happened by accident. Everything is, everything is designed so way that God is always in full charge, in full control. Even though sometimes you may think that, where is God? God is not controlling our lives. That's not true. So, let's go back to the Exodus chapter 12. As we move forward to Exodus chapter 12. And you know, this whole chapter 12 of the first original Passover is so full of me. That, you know, we don't have time to go through all of it. But let's say it started at verse 3. He says, Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for he, every man shall take for his own lamb. So Passover as a redemption feast, as a salvation feast, was already designed, not just, just in a corporate level, on a corporate level, but also on an individual level. Each Israelite had to be prepared for this feast. And if you move back, if you move forward, let's say, to verse 5, it says about the lamb, it says, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of first year. So this lamb had to be perfect. And you know, when we think about Jesus Christ, our Passover lamb, he was perfect, he was sinless in every single way. That's how everything was fulfilled by God. And he died at the arrival of his age, when he was just, just 30. The most, the most productive age of any individual. Just like the lamb had to wait till it was mature at the one year old. And you move to verse 6 now. It says, Now we shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. And listen to the next sentence. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. We are all responsible for killing the lamb. We are all sinful people whether we like it or we don't like it. None of us is perfect. And you know what, is, what, what the Bible says here, they all have to kill it just like the same way. We all have to accept it as a sacrificial lamb. Because if we not accept it, because we are all guilty for killing the sacrificial lamb. And verse 8, just move along. Verse 7, actually 7. It says, And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the house where they, where they eat it. Just, 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 just try to imagine this verse. You kill the lamb. Of the Lord, the process, you roast the lamb and everything. Now it comes night. As you go into your home and you shut the door, anything protecting you, anything between life and death, life and death is not the door. The thing that protects you from life and death is the blood on the doorpost and on the lintel of the door. Can you imagine that? If you don't accept Christ, it's not just intellectually in your head, but also in your action. Think about how important it is. You're playing between life and death. Life and death. If you move on to verse 9, it says, Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire. Fire in the Bible represents God's judgment. This poor lamb, unblemished, perfect, sinless lamb, suffered the penalty 
of our sins. Not us. Jesus Christ took the blame and sacrificed himself so that we, we can have life. And verse 11, it says, And thus you shall eat it, with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, so you shall eat it in haste. It's very important. When you, come, when you come to know Christ, when you accept Jesus Christ, there is no such a thing as playing around with sin. God doesn't want you. God doesn't want you to do that. Once you hear about Christ, what's the meaning? What it says here, you run away from sin as far as you can. You don't try to entertain the idea how good it is here. You know what? I might just, you know, I might just do it. I might just try it. I'm not fully going to participate. I just want to see how the people are going to do, how the people are going to react. You know, in so many different things that people, you know, do in this society. So, brethren, we don't have time to go to all this chapter, all the meaning of the verses, but it's such a full typological meaning for all of us. And, you know, and some people will have guts to suggest that everything here was fulfilled by Christ. And you know what? We don't have to keep the feast anymore. Just think about it. The meaning of Passover is three-dimensional. Think about it. It points us to the past. Every time we got together, we commemorate Christ's death. It points us exactly to the past, what happened in history, from the Exodus in Egypt to Christ's sacrifice. That's, that's what it is. It's a beautiful feast. It points us to the present time. Each time we participate, we remember God's covenant with all of us on a corporate level and also on the individual level. God's promises to his church are everlasting. That's how beautiful this holiday is. It also points us to the future, points us to the future. What a hope of happy reunion one day with Christ. And, you know, I want to share a scripture. You don't have to go there. But in Revelation 19, in verse 9, you can write it down. It's a wonderful scripture. It says, Then the angel said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. Everyone who is invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These are the true words of God. I want you to be, I, I hope that all of us are in this group that you're all going to make and you're going to be invited to this wedding supper of the Lamb. And it points to the future where we all be with Christ and eat this Passover. We'll sit around the table and celebrate the Passover night just as we did in the past. Brethren, Feast of Passover is such a wonderful time. It was just the one time in history that everything, nature, history, God's grace, God's law, everything came together in one single day. And the most fascinating scriptures and the most rewarding scripture that I love during the Passover night, which gives me goosebumps in my, when, on, my, on, my, on my body when I read this thing, is in Luke 22. And I want you to go to Luke 22. That's my closing scripture for today. In Luke 22. During the same night, Luke 22. And in verse 14, Jesus is actually, Luke's writing here, when the hour had come, when the specific hour had come, not just any hour, not just any day, when the hour had come, right on the Passover night, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. Then he said to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. And verse 16. 
That's the most comforting scriptures to me. Jesus says, For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God is not here, not yet. And this scripture and this Passover feast will be fully, fully, fully come to its fullness in the future Passover feast when Jesus Christ is going to come and his kingdom is going to reign in the entire universe. So brethren, God wants to make sure that you going to come and you're going to participate in renewing your covenant with him. God never missed any of his appointments. What about you? Thank you, brother. This podcast was brought to you by the Burlington Congregation of the Church of God International. We hope you enjoyed it. To find out more, visit us on the web at cgiburlington.org.